Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is up, everybody? My name is Hector Flores, host of the Insert Name FC podcast. And with me, as always, is my best friend and the other host of the show, Aerobus. What is up, guys? Episode 59, Edward. That sounds like a... Oh, I can't even say. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't even try to try to guess one. Eh, all right. So I'm going to do my best. To stay focused on this episode because, I mean, while this is going, game three of the American League Championship Series between the Astros and the Red Sox are going on. Obviously, we know we're from Houston, um, mm-hmm. so you guys can probably take a good a good guess as to who we, we're rooting for. You guys probably don't like that. That's who we're rooting for. But yes, that's who we're rooting for. Yeah. Um, and frankly, we don't care. Um, but, and, but right now, it's not looking good. The Astros are down 6 nothing. So, oh. yeah. So, um. So it'll probably be easy for me to stay focused on the on the show unless some crazy comeback happens. Um, but we'll we'll see how how things progress. But we do have uh, a lot to talk about. I mean, we got some headlines as always. Um, the World Cup qualifiers for the U.S. men's national team. The second one is now over. So just like how we did it for the first one, we're gonna go ahead and, and talk about the second. Uh, edition of the World Cup qualifiers. I get, this will be taking place for our debate topic. So even though it's not a debate, it's just me and I were talking about how we feel about the U.S. men's national team. Um, we'll that that'll be like our little area to talk about it. Obviously, we have games to recap. We got players of the week. Um, you know, obviously, give you guys some games to look forward to, to this coming weekend and wrap things up. With a three up, a three down. And, uh, well, obviously last week we talked about TV shows that we were way too invested on. And kind of the inspiration was because behind was the, the obviously the new hit TV, uh, Netflix series, Quit Game. Um, so we decided to continue our addiction to Squid Game. I mean, by this point, me, Spencer, and Edward have completed Squid Game. So we won't spoil it for you guys, but, um, we're going to go ahead and do a three up, three down on Childhood games, Squid Game style. So we're not talking about like, oh yeah, yeah, childhood games that we used to play back in the day. 
No, we're talking about games that we feel very obviously three down being we're not confident in, in doing and winning. And obviously, if you guys understand Squid Game, if you don't win, well, you die. So, so I mean, so our three down is the games that we the childhood games that we probably die playing because of you know we suck. And then our three up is obviously the ones we feel pretty confident that we would uh, advance to the next round. Yep. So, so there is that. So, uh, quite the show, Edward. You got anything to say? Any thoughts? I mean. Um, I bet you're a little bit, but you, you got a singing bet coming up. Um, yeah, I know. Uh, I'm, I don't I'm, know if it's going to be this episode, but yeah, I uh, I'm, just, I'm just, I'm just trying. I'm, I'm trying. Uh, I told you, I was like, I was even writing down lyrics in different colors so I could try to see, uh, uh, if I could, uh, basically it's, it's a do. This song is technically a duet. I did it. I really wasn't thinking about the rules. When it happened, so that's why I ended up getting fucked by my own self because I chose that. Oh yeah, song. this is also the song Edward chose. <laughs> yeah, but uh, it's a good one. It's a good one. I mean, shoot, we grew up on that, and you know, it's well, not grew up on it, but like, I mean, it's uh, if you guys want some romance in your life, please don't play this version of the song. Play the original. But <laughs> obviously, last week you guys heard my great rendition of uh. Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Oh, man. Dude. Which also, th- thank you, Spencer, by the way, for the auto-tune job. I mean, <laughs> made it a little bit more, a little bit better enduring for the people that had to listen, sit through and listen to that. Mm. Oh, and thanks, I would not, that you just gave me a, you just hinted that so you, don't, you don't listen to the podcast. Yeah, all right. Yeah, I like, oh, I'm just like, oh, please don't listen to this rendition of the song. <laughs> <laughs> good job, Edward. Good job, buddy. Please don't listen to this rendition of this song. <laughs> but I mean, well, actually, you should feel a little bit relieved, though. You know, Barcelona came up with a big win again. Oh, wait, actually, no. <laughs> let's not talk about that. Yeah, but we, you know, what is coming up this this weekend is El Clasico. So uh, another singing bet is on the line. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll we'll get to that. But I mean, so yeah, so me and Edward are, are at it again. Um, technically, we had another. We were added already this season, which was Juventus and AC Milan. Technically, mm-hmm. Spencer as well was in that group since he's a Juventus fan. Um, but yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be an interesting one. But yeah, we got a, a good show lined up. I think, uh, and a lot of good talking points is gonna be said in this episode. And once again, I'm gonna try my best to not get distracted by watching this Astros game, which right now is. <laughs> Probably it's, gonna be it's, it's a nail-biter. It's a nail-biter. That's all it is. Yeah, man. Whoa. What a, what a game right now. But, uh, but yeah, so uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. You guys are going to hear an ad, and then we'll get going with this episode. Yo, Edward, I'm digging that jersey. Where did you get it? Thanks. I got it at fanatics.com. What's Fanatics. Fanatics is your one-stop shop of all things sports. You can get the gear of all your favorite teams. Even NASCAR? Even NASCAR. If you shop using our link, not only will you be getting swagged out, but you will also be supporting Insert Name FC and the Unhinged Sports Network. Nice. I'm going to start shopping now. And we are back. All right, guys. Make sure you guys go to our Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. Once again, on Instagram and Twitter. There is a, on our bio, there is a link. It'll take you to our link tree. It'll show you, obviously, where you can listen to us, as well as the Belly Up 
Sports Network, um, kind of how you can go check out their website. A lot of great stuff, a lot of great articles that are there, as well as I, um, obviously our partners, Fanatics, Swift Lifestyles, um, Audible, and our, our merchandise, our, yeah, our, the insert name FC store. You know, you can go get yourself a shirt, a hoodie. It's kind of getting chilly out there. You might want to get yourself a nice insert name FC hoodie. Mm-hmm. So, um, go ahead and, and check that stuff out. Um, you obviously will be helping us out if you take advantage of those great partners of ours. And it'll be cool for you guys to be swagged out in our gear. And if you guys, uh, post it on social media and even tag us in there, we'll, we'll definitely be, uh, sharing it out to the world. Yes, sir. Dang. God. Oh, man. Like, a, oh, man. Whatever. Oh, man. This is getting bad. This is just getting bad. Oh, man. Are you watching the game? You're watching the game. <laughs> yeah. This is, oh, my God. That's, that's, this is getting bad. Is it, <sighs> is it getting bad or is it, is it getting bad? Kind of like if you're cool kind of stuff. Oh, man. Molinado. I mean, Altuve is just not having a good game. Oh, it's kind of ironic having the Boston Red Sox fans chant cheaters to the Astros when literally the next season they were also caught in a cheating scandal. Anyways, <laughs> that's my thought. I'm Jim. I'm not trying to say anything. Don't worry about it, Jim. I don't care. But, but yeah. Oh, but this is not looking good. This is this is this is twenty. This is 2018 all over again. <laughs> so, anyways, anyways, going back to headlines. Um, well, actually, starting headlines. Jesus Christ, this is yes. Bad. yes. Anyways, all right, seven nothing, Boston. Anyways, um, so here for headlines, we're gonna uh start things off with some good things for Edward. At least I hope he thinks it's good things, and that is Pedri. He signs a new deal with Barcelona. That is correct. The eighteen-year-old, the man that has had quite the summer for himself, obviously. Doing really well for Spain in the Euros. I mean, they didn't win, but he did come out with young player of the tournament. Um, so definitely having quite a, quite the start for himself. Obviously has a lot of promise. A lot of people are expecting him to do well for Barcelona. Um, kind of, you know, seeing that, I guess you could say a resurgence in La Masea. Yeah. With him and Ansu Fati and, uh, and many more. No, wait, was Pedri? Pedri was Masia. Yeah. He was La Masia? I yeah, he, he was La Masia. No, okay. I, he, he was La Masia. I think, um, let me see. I, was I, he I like could, a buyback? Uh, that one, I'm not sure. I thought he was a Masia product altogether. Um, but let me go ahead and actually check, double check that. Oh, no, yeah, he was, um, Las Palmas. He was a product from Las Palmas, it looks like. Oh, so he came from Las Palmas. Yeah, and then uh, after that, he, he twenty twenty, he was actually in the Barcelona, and then that, that's where ever since uh, he's um, he was uh, he was uh, he was in Barcelona basically. Like ever since then, like since twenty twenty, he's been in Barcelona, Barcelona B. Um, so yeah, just. Uh, I think he's he's been okay. So he, he's from Las Palmas youth system. Yeah, but but you know yeah okay. All right, now we're on the same track. And Boston just hit a home run. Okay, so uh, you should turn off that TV if we're next. You know that's 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 what's making us. Yeah, news. I'm just gonna I'm just I'm just gonna stop watching this. I'm, I'm not putting myself through. Dude, I need to, I need to focus on the podcast. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, yeah, 
need to ignore that because yikes. Anyways, um, but yeah, so player from Las Palmas. Oh, go ahead. Player from Las Palmas, you know, Barcelona goes in and gets this guy from Las Palmas. I'm sure not for for very much. I think it was like five million, five million euros. But yeah, so I ended up getting him um, to sign this this new deal that's going to keep him in Barcelona till 2026, and to make sure that there's no team, it you know, even trying to make a, a, an offer for for Pedri. Um, they end up slapping a one billion euro release clause for him. I'm just um, surprised. I'm just surprised that he agreed or like his agent agreed. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, I think I think Juan Pedri wants to stay at Barcelona. Yeah. I mean, it's same thing would happen with Real Madrid. I mean, with, with uh, Federico Valverde, he's also has a he's a player that has a one billion uh, release clause as well. And I think it's just one. You know, obviously these teams want to make sure that. No team comes knocking because they're going to let them know very clear, like, hey, we're not. Because, I mean, even though there's a release clause, teams can still try to make an offer. So, like, they can still figure out a deal. But if if Real Madrid, or, or, or for this case, Barcelona, is not interested in transferring Pedri, which obviously it seems like they're not interested in, in transferring Pedri anytime soon, um, if they were to want to use that release clause, well, they're going to have to pay a very, very hefty price uh, in order to do that. And I mean, obviously, uh, until we're at the point where, you know, we're going to see a player worth a billion, uh, a billion dollar transfer, um, which I hope we don't see that because, I mean, we're right now looking at, you know, what? 200 million euro uh, transfer deals. Yeah, we got um, Mbappe and stuff. We got Haaland where they're like asking for ridiculous prices. Yeah, so I mean that's the last thing we need to be need, need to be seeing, um, but yeah, man. So I kind of you know obviously yeah, you're the Barcelona fan. So what does uh, securing Pedri till 2026 mean for Barcelona? Well, I mean, I think with with Pedri we have a higher chance. Like that's something that they need versatility, but not just in one player, but with everybody. Everybody, not just not just like I said, not with Pedri. You got Fati, you got Pedri. Um, I, I guess, um, fuck. Like, honestly, like, I'm not trying to talk down on Kunagüero, but I mean, you need you need somebody younger, basically, in order to be playing that spot. Somebody younger, somebody who's actually a destroyer. I, I don't, I don't think the move for Kunagüero to go to Barcelona was a good one. And I'm not trying to overshadow. Isn't, Pe- isn't technically Pedri and Aguero playing two different positions, or they're they're having Aguero play in the midfield? No, but that's the thing. Like in order, like I feel like with Pedri, you need somebody up there who will be able to to read his play style, Pedri's play style. You can't just be like, okay, Pedri, you're gonna play to Aguero's playing style. No, like I feel like it has to be where you have to surround Pedri with players who can actually. Use Pedri's playing style to move around. Like, I guess you could say maybe more youth players around him. More, uh, like, that's why I say Halan, but <laughs> I'm just dreaming at this point. But yeah, it's, um, I honestly think it, it is a, it's a plus for Barcelona right now, especially right now with, uh, with Messi being gone. Um, I, I really do. I really did see like a future with Betty in Barcelona. Like it's just like watching a uh, like an Iniesta 
a little bit, like with that speed and the versatility, the vision. Like it was like, okay, like Iniesta reborn kind of stuff, you know. He's got that. He's got that flair. So I mean, I I, I could see it. So I, I really think I really think about Barcelona. It's a, it's a step up, you know, instead of just going out and buying players and especially old players, you know, nothing against uh, uh, Matic and uh, what you call it, um, uh, like Arturo Vidal and Prince, even though Prince wasn't really there that long. But, you know, it's just, I, I just, I just, they, they, that's what they need to do. They need to focus on, on La Masia. They need to focus on what they have right there, right there in front of them. Not just, oh, we're going to go ahead and buy the really, expensive player or really like just focus on well, I mean they really on. can't go and do that right now no, I know, their, I know, I know, their financial bite but 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 that's what I'm saying like this should have been done a while back if anything um even though he was bought from Las Palmas he was brought up from Barcelona B after that you know and um so it, it's just I, I really do feel that um Betty was a, a really he was worth an investment, you know, and then now we're going to get to see him uh, play to, for another uh, four years or, well, yeah, four years, wait, five years, four years, four years, right? 2026, yeah. 2021, yeah, 20, it was about to be 2022, but yeah, so another four or five years and um, for Barcelona, we'll just, we just have to wait and see, but I do think it is a step in the right direction. So. No, yeah, I totally get that. Um, I mean, Funny enough, Pedri is the player that I said in when we when we talked about of who's going to be the the guy, I guess you could say for Barcelona, and um, and Pedri was my person, the one I, cho- I I said that I feel is that player to step up. I, I mean, I, you know, you see him in, in in the Euros. You saw how well he performed uh, with Spain, and and that's he's the young. You know, at that time, I think he was like still technically seventeen. Um, but he was 17 playing with the senior team for Spain in a very big tournament. I mean, once again, granted, they didn't win it, but I mean, still, that's a lot of pressure for such a young player. Um, so I feel like he's up for that moment. And he, and I mean, like you said, uh, yeah, you want to start seeing more players from La Masia come up. Um, I, you know, it's still an arms race in, in, in Europe now. So Barcelona still has to at least get at least somewhat caught up with the times. So while they still should be looking into, while La Masea is a great asset for them and to fully take advantage of those, of that, um, you still got to make sure you bring in some senior players that know what they can do, at least can get you wins as well. Um, I mean, you mentioned Conaguero, but I feel like Memphis Depay, I feel like works a little bit better with Pedri. Yeah, I, really, I think um, so too. It's not just the age thing, it's just I think it's like the the flair. The, the, I guess the playing style they both mesh together no yeah exactly um, but yeah I mean uh, Barcelona's got to make some signings and I mean for the meantime it looks like it's it's going to be through their youth ranks and not not so much about going and getting a Halan or getting them an Mbappe and, um, it, right now they can't they don't they can't afford to do it and if they do they gotta they gotta give up some ass like start giving up some stuff in order to actually be able to make those moves, um, essentially Barcelona's got to start pawning, <laughs> start pawning off some of these guys that they're not using, like like an Osman Dembele, like like a, 
I think Philip Coutinho has been playing lately, but at this point, might as well, you know, try to get something for him. Um, yeah, try to get start start trying to get rid of some of the dead weight. I mean, maybe maybe try to get, try to get an MLS team to go get PK. Like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Man, like, man. I mean, I'll be honest. Like, I feel like PK's already. Yeah, he's already kind of. It's time to step out the door. Once, once, like. You I feel lost. like he's overstayed his welcome. <laughs> I think is what you're trying to say. It's not. It's not about. It's not about overstaying his welcome. It's more of like he saw basically Suarez leave, Messi, Iniesta, Xavi. You know, Busquets is still there, but at the end of the day, like once all of those names have left, I mean, you have basically have to restructure everything. Personally, me, I wouldn't want to restructure defense around Piquet. Like I really wouldn't. So I mean, it's it's, it's sad to say because Piquet has been there. For Barcelona, for Spain, but it's just, it's not, he's not a Puyol. Like I've said him time and again, like he's not a Puyol, and that's what you need back there, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just time. It's time. That's, it's really all you have to say at that point. But at least Barcelona secured somebody that we all deem could be a vital player for Barcelona in the future. And I mean, he's only 18, so. God knows how much he's going to be making come this con when, once this contract is up. Yeah, right. But, um, but I mean, the quality is there. I mean, help. I think as long as he stays healthy, he's going to be a really good player. Um, definitely someone that we could probably be seeing in the mix for being some of the top players in Europe, especially once he hits his prime. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> so you want, want a closing statement on that one? Well, Pedri, I hope you score like a hat trick or something in the classical. <laughs> yeah, that's not gonna happen. Anyways, um, so here's the other headline. The next headline: uh, Phil Neville just having issues with the MLS in general, but more specifically the referees. Um, if anybody knows anything about the MLS, the refereeing is not necessarily the best in the world, <laughs> um, and I can tell you that with full confidence. Um, yeah, the refs can be a little bit problematic sometimes, but you know what? That's MLS. Welcome to the CONCACAF. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> but um, essentially what happened was Phil Neville, who is the manager of Inter-Miami, um, which ironically enough, this is the game that you you highlighted. Well, this this was the player you, you highlighted the game for uh, Patrick Klimala, yeah. who, who scored the goal against, against Inter-Miami. Um, he felt he was cheated by the refs and it's been more apparently multiple occasions. He's felt that he's been cheated by the refs. Uh, that's been costing them games, uh, costing them points, obviously, because Inter Miami is still in contention for a playoffs uh, position. I believe right now they're currently in eighth place. So all they really have to do is just, you know, obviously improve themselves and get into that seventh place spot and they're in the playoffs. Um, but, you know, he, he goes on this rant about how he feels he's been cheated MLS finds him, and then he's like, hey guys, you know, I said some things. <laughs> you know, you know, things happen, you know? Like, he, he goes you on know. to this whole thing. You know, I was just joking, you know? Like, I wasn't, I didn't mean to say that. You think I was serious saying that the refs were doing a terrible job? Like, no! <laughs> it's like, no, it's too late. The find him already. <laughs> I know. Can't you guys take a joke? I'm over here joking, and you guys are taking it into. Oh my lord, no! 
what? You guys thought I was serious? No, no. I love the refs. Oh, my God. <laughs> you got Phil Neville over here putting his arm around the referee. Oh, man. <laughs> just, uh, just, just, yeah. But, I mean, is there pressure with Phil Neville? Of course. I mean, you know, obviously this is David Beckham's guy. This is the guy that David Beckham brought over to enter Miami to... <laughs> To turn this team around, because you know, with all the hype that Inter Miami has had, there, you know. Uh, also, I mean, it's kind of funny how you know you have Phil Neville accusing the referees of cheating him when uh, <laughs> Inter Miami's been doing some pretty shady stuff as well, as specifically not understanding the designated player rule yeah. in the MLS. So, um, yeah, I, it, it's kind of it's like uh, calling, calling the kettle black. Uh, <laughs> so, kind of mom right there. But, uh, I mean, but yeah, you know, obviously he's feeling some pressure. Obviously every game, it, 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 you know, it's more nerve wracking than the next because of the fact that like, well, they need to, they need to live up to the hype that they built themselves for this, this entire time waiting. You know, we've all been waiting for Inter Miami to, to come out here and, and wreck havoc. You got, you know, David Beckham, your, your, as your, as your owner, um, you, you go out and go get Gonzalo Higuain, you go get Blaise Matuidi. You go get, um, you go get Pizarro. You know, you you you're you're adding players. You you bring Gonzalo's brother over. You, you know, Federico Iguaina over to the club as well. Um, you know, it's just nothing but hype and hype and hype. And we got this player. We got that player. We got this player. Um, to be honest, the player. <laughs> once you once you move from from uh you know Gonzalo Iguain, Blasi Matuidi, and Rodolfo Pizarro, it, it uh, the <laughs> the the name seemed less and less appealing, <laughs> but yeah. but uh, but yeah, you have all, like I said, you've had all this hype with Inter Miami, and and it just hasn't lived up to it. Like even the uniforms haven't lived up to it. The jerseys they're they trash, bro. <laughs> like come on, come on, Miami. Like we were expecting like some Miami Vice type vibes with these jerseys, and you guys gave us just straight up just black. Yeah, um, just, you have a you have a really great color scheme. Let's face it, not many teams have pink in their color scheme. But if you're gonna do it, like do it. Um, you know that black and pink looks really cool on the logo. We want, we were hoping to see something kind of maybe not similar, but you know something re- reflecting the badge that you guys put so much effort in. Of the fact that you're getting sued by Inter Milan uh, because of the Inter name, like you figure, you know, you gotta do something with this, and like you got some boring jerseys. Let's face it, your roster isn't as great as you think it is. Um, you have Gonzalo Guayin, who just let's face it, is isn't Gonzalo Guayin <laughs> isn't really Gonzalo Guayin even from from uh, even from the Napoli years. Um, Blasi Matuidi, and then you you top it all that you got Phil Neville, and, and I've said it plenty of times, man. When it comes to bringing in managers from from Europe. They're gonna have to understand how MLS works. If they don't come, or if they if they come, you know, at least come in open minded, understanding that the MLS is just different. You know, it's not finish first and you win the league. It's make the playoffs and then maybe you can win the cup. So, I mean, it's it's different. And I mean, um, yeah, I mean, officiating could definitely get better, but. It, you you know you're not adapt you're not real are you really adapting to the league and I don't I don't think uh, Inter Miami and Phil Nelba really has. Hmm. I mean, yeah, you're 
You're right about that. I mean, like, remember, remember how we were talking about, oh, is Gonzalo Higuaín a quote-unquote sexy signing? We were both like, eh. <laughs> like, kind of, yeah, no. Is he a name? Yes. Is it a name that gets you excited? No. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, and I'm a Real Madrid fan. And, you know, like, and I'm, I'm, I don't say anything bad about Gonzalo Wayne. He, he was very serviceable with, with Real Madrid. Um, but let's face it, he didn't start getting recognized till Ronaldo showed up and then he just got Ronaldo's rebounds. Um, and, and, you know, honestly, for me, Gonzalo Wayne was just kind of holding back my boy Benzema. But, um, uh, and now, you know, now we see what Benzema can do. Right. Um, so I mean, like, <laughs> And then, you know, obviously he went to Napoli. I feel like he did have a, a really good stint in Napoli. Went to Juventus for some fucking odd reason. Um, I don't know how you felt about him in Juventus, but, <laughs> yeah, but I feel I like the, the, if, if I, if, if you're feeling the same way I felt, he was just there. Yeah, he um, was just there. If anything, there were just fat jokes coming along with it at that point. Oh, um, yeah, okay. <laughs> And then obviously now he's he's here in, in the U.S. playing for Inter Miami. Um, yeah, I mean, it, there, there's nothing exciting about Gonzalo Higuain. Honestly, Rodolfo Pizarro is probably a little bit more exciting than Gonzalo Higuain, and that's not really saying much Damn. at this point. Because, well, I, I mean, come on, Rodolfo Pizarro. I mean, I, I like Rodolfo Pizarro, but I feel like I haven't even seen him in Mexico. True. I feel like uh, who, who plays this spot? Like Pineda, Pin- Overland uh, Pineda. Oh yeah, is he? Yeah, Overland Pineda. Yeah, uh, from the kid from Cruz Azul. Well, I mean, I guess he's not a kid, but uh, <laughs> I, was like, oh. I, I think he's like like twenty four or something like that. I don't know, but yeah. uh, but Pineda. I mean, like I feel like Pineda's been kind of kind of taking over that role that you would have seen Pizarro in. Um, I mean, because Pizarro is, is Pizarro normally a number ten or is he a winger? I feel like I've seen him more on the wing, but I could be wrong. Um, but but yeah, like I, I, Inter Miami has just not lived up to the hype. It's just what I was trying to say. Uh, there's a, there's a reason why, uh, and I think just Phil Neville just adding more attention is not, it, it, you know. And this is one of those that you know any publicity is good publicity. It's like no, nah, you. One, your 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 te- your 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 team's already been caught, like you know, doing something illegal, and now you're gonna go ahead and accuse somebody else of doing something illegal. It's kind of pretty funny. much. But 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 yeah. So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, Inter Miami is not far off from a playoff spot. Like I said, they're they're. I think right now, currently at eighth. I I can't guarantee you right now. Just I'm not obviously. I'm just going off the top of my head. But uh, I mean, as long as they can get into the playoffs, maybe they can make maybe salvage something. But I'm not really that confident in that roster. Um, and so, if they make it, cool. But I think at the same time, I don't think they're going to go far if they if they do make it to the playoffs. Um, but I mean, this is just going to add more attention to them. You know, you're going to see the the MLS pundits definitely talk up about about you know, hey, you remember what Phil Noble was accusing you know talking about the refs. So like, we'll, we'll, we'll probably see what happens, but. Uh, yeah, Inter Miami needs to turn things around. They're not, they're not, I mean, if they get in the playoffs, I think they can, not, nah, not even. I, I'm not very confident in Inter Miami. 
that's all I gotta say for that one. Yeah. Well, but yeah, that's a, that's going on. Um, and then the last headline network is Patrick Vieira distancing, 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 distancing himself. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Jesus Christ himself from Ars- from the Arsenal takeover. And obviously, if you guys remember a few episodes back, we did talk about how uh, how Spotify owner Daniel Ek has has been very much interested in buying Arsenal from the Cronkies. Um, you know, obviously, this guy has a lot of money and is willing to to pay whatever the price needs to be to get hit the club that he grew up watching. And I mean, you've seen a lot of former Arsenal players. Um, like Thierry Henry, Dennis Bergkamp, uh, all behind Daniel X move, which I think is the reason why a lot of Arsenal fans were really supportive of, of the fact that this guy wants to, I think that, and also the fact that we just, you know, Arsenal fans are just tired of, of Stan Kroenke, yeah. um, to, to be the other thing. But I mean, I, I think Patrick Vieira, and Patrick Vieira is one of those players as well that has, has, uh, given the stamp of approval for Daniel X. But I think the issue is just mainly the fact is, is just Arsenal has never been up for sale. Like you can't buy something that's not for sale. You know what I mean? You can make an offer. It's like, you know, I mean, like for instance, Edward, uh, you know, my brother's, you, you know, what my brother drives, yeah. <laughs> um, he, you know, he drives this beat up Toyota Corolla. Uh, <laughs> but, but, you know, obviously, you know, you know, if you, if you take good care of Toyota Corollas, they can usually last you a good couple of years. Oh, Parts yeah. aren't very expensive, you know. It's a, it's a, and it's not that div- it's not really uh, difficult to fix, um, depending what it is. But I mean, most of the time, it, you know, it's some simple fixes. And if you're savvy enough, you could probably get the job done. And you, you have a car that's probably going to last you for years and years, just because of how reliable those things are. Um, people would randomly come up to my brother and 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 say that they want to buy for him and try to give him an offer. And you know, obviously, my brother's not selling it. And he's not looking yeah. to sell it anytime soon. Um, and so, you know, like I said, you, you, you can't buy something that you, that's not for sale. So, and, and as much as I would love to see Stan Kroenke step down as the owner of, of Arsenal, the, the fact is, is Arsenal is not for sale. You know, he, he's made that very clear. So, I mean, there's no real point into trying to, trying to make any offers for, for Arsenal. Um, as much as I would love Daniel Egg to take over as the yeah. Arsenal owner, but you know, that's just a fact. And so I think, because of that realization, Patrick Vieira has kind of stepped away, kind of distanced himself from all this is because of the fact that, you know, it's clear that it's just not going to happen. Um, but I mean, there's also, he's, he's, you know, there's a conflict of interest now as he is the manager of Crystal Palace. Actually, ironically enough, they played, uh, they played when we recorded this episode and it, it was a 2-2 draw, uh, almost a loss for Arsenal. But yeah. <laughs> But now he has obviously a conflict of interest going on now as he is the manager of Crystal Palace. You know, you can't be speaking for a club that even though you, you played for Arsenal and you, you're part of one of those, uh, part of some of the great eras of Arsenal. Um, you know, your, your allegiance right now is with Crystal Palace and it totally makes sense. I'm not saying, not calling him a traitor or anything like that. It's just the fact is that he is the manager of Crystal Palace and it's not a good look of the manager of Crystal Palace speaking, uh, speaking for, New ownership of Arsenal, a club that obviously we know he has history with, but currently he is not technically connected to right now. Yeah. 
So it, it, it's kind of like, um, makes it feel, I mean, to me, to me, like you said, I don't, I don't see him as a traitor. You know, I, I don't, I mean, but a lot of people would probably look at him that way. You know, a lot of fans would look at him that way. Um, I, I think some people would understand. I just probably like the ones that don't necessarily get it, I guess you can say. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I guess so. I guess those diehard fans who don't really quite understand the concept of what's going on, like they just basically say, if you're going to go over here, no matter, even though it's already been a long time, you know, I'm just saying what, they'll be like, you know, you don't belong here anymore. We don't want you here anymore. Like, I guess you could say ignorant fans or, I mean, don't take my word for it. Don't, 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 don't kill me now. I'm just saying, like, just, you know, uh, I guess people, like you, you yourself said, like, you know, um, people who aren't, aren't completely in the know, I guess uh, it would be the, the way I would guess what I would try to explain it. So I don't get myself lynched here. You know what I mean? No, yeah, totally. Completely, uh, totally get that part. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, update Crystal Palace ended up drawing with, with Arsenal. Um, at the, you know, the day we recorded this episode, and it was a 2 2 draw. Um, could have been a 2 1 win for Crystal Palace. Thank God that didn't happen. Um, because I'm sure there, you know, Arsenal, Arsenal fans would have. We just need something. We just need a win. Um, I mean, the draw isn't great either, but we just need a win. <laughs> this doesn't help, but I mean, at least, it, it, at least it's not a loss. We caught some points, you know. But there's At least there's that, right? Yeah, that's true. At least you walked away with one point. At least. <laughs> Anyways, oh, and Astros hit a three-run home run, so, so it's a 9-3 ball game. <laughs> so, it's a good thing you turn off the TV for a little bit, you know what I mean? There you go. There you go. I, I was the bad. I was the bad luck for the Astros. Me watching the game was bad luck. You turn on the T again. It's like, oh no! <laughs> another another home run for Boston. As I as I as I turn the TV on. <laughs> Anyways, all right, Edward. So we don't have a debate topic. Okay. Because it well, this is a it's a reaction, but this reaction to the World Cup qualifiers for the U.S. Men's National Team Part Two. Is brought to you by Swift Lifestyle. Swift Lifestyles is the ultimate supplement for the gamer. It gives you not only the energy boost needed to take on whatever you're going to play, whether it's Call of Duty or maybe for me and Edward's case, FIFA, but it also gives you that focus and drive that is given for that, that extra edge for the gamer. Now, obviously, me and Edward are no gamers. We don't, we don't have a successful Twitch channel, or at least I don't have a Twitch channel. Edward has a Twitch channel, but he doesn't have a successful one. Um, sorry, Edward. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but we also use it for our everyday stuff. Obviously, me and Edward work pretty early in the mornings, um, more so Edward than me, but I do have my early mornings as well. And, you know, Swift Lifestyles gives me that kick that I need to go on with my day. And the best part, not only does it taste good, but you don't crash hard. True, true. You really don't. So check out their website, www.swiftlifestyles.com. You can either get yourself a powder 
or you can go ahead and get yourself some gummies. They're also really good as well. Um, and when you go to checkout, use the code insert name FC to get a 15% discount. Once again, thank you to Swift Lifestyles for being our partner. All right, Edward, since you had that, that brief pause going on for you right now. Um, <laughs> USA World Cup qualifiers, obviously the international break. Well, it's been over for a while, but now we have some time to really digest and really like, you know, maybe not overreact, even though this is a reaction, but not, you know, we wanted to think this all the way through before we fully assess this, this second uh, World Cup group of World Cup qualifiers. Um, U.S. is currently um, in a, a spot for World Cup qualifi- qualification. We're kind of near that halfway point. The next, the next World Cup qualifier break will have Mexico. So that's, that's something to look forward to. Yeah. Um, is a, so that's going to be the big one for, for the USA. That's going to be, because I believe right now, I believe USA is in second, Mexico is in first. I mean, Mexico has yet to have lost a, uh, lost a game so far in the World Cup qualifiers. So hopefully U.S. could be that, that team that finally gives them their first L. Um, but we'll see how it goes, but we'll go ahead and, and get going with the games that were, that were in. So the first game, Oh, the qualifiers was a home game against Jamaica, which the U.S. ended up winning two to, two to nothing. Um, USA had 61% of the possession and both goals were scored by Ricardo Pepe on the 49th minute and the 62nd minute. Um, I, I, from this game, um, I feel essentially at that moment, I feel that we have at least I wanted to see a little bit more from Ricardo Pepe and I think I saw I'm not going to say I saw all that I needed to see. And I, you know, I believe that this is our guy. This is number nine that the U.S. men's national team needs, but he scores in any way he needs to score. If he needs to score off the air, he scores off the air. If he needs to create a shot, he takes a shot. He's not afraid to take the shots. He can create his own goals. I definitely believe Ricardo Pepe is definitely looking more and more as the, as the striker uh, for the U.S. men's national team. And it's crazy thing at such a young age. And he's been linked with a lot of teams in Europe as well. Let me see. So, I mean, so is it, wait, okay. So Ricardo Pepe is the player who was, he's dual citizen, right? He is a dual citizen. He's dual citizen. Okay. Mm. So as for FC Dallas, no, no, no. I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, he's dual citizen with Mexico, right? Yeah. Yes, he's a dual national. Okay. So okay. I'm just, I'm no. I'm trying to get my players right because I'm I'm thinking over here of the what we were talking about last week. Um. But Julian Araujo. Yeah. How how do you mistake a right back for a striker? I have my moment, okay? <laughs> I didn't take my Swift lifestyles today. Clearly. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, against Jamaica, that's a good thing. That, that's actually uh, that's actually pretty impressive. Because, I mean, I consider Jamaica to be one of those teams that's, um, like, they're, they're very fast-paced from what I remember. Um, they're, they move the ball quick. They, 
they do those long runs. And I've always said it like, man, once the USA gets tired, it's kind of Jamaica takes advantage. But, you know, now that we have the youth and the agility, the speed, um, you know, Jamaica can't take advantage of that anymore. So I, I really think that's a hell of a, that's a hell of a win. Excuse me. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, like, like I said, uh, what from this game? I felt good. I mean, obviously, it's a two nothing win. Um, saw guys that we, you know, I we I expected to see at least. Um, but you know, good overall win. I mean, at the end of it all, a shutout is a shutout. So you feel really good. But obviously, you know, the, the real test was to see how the U.S. was going to do in Panama, obviously taking on Panama. And once again, the, we, you know, we, we talked about this going into our, our episode last week, which was, you know, how, uh, you know, yeah, Greg Berhalter talking about how you can't underestimate Panama. You got to give them the respect and you got to play them and play them well or else you're going to pay for it. And I don't know how you feel, Edward, but, um, Making seven changes that is, on a team that you would uh, you would assume you should probably t- not take lightly. Um, yeah, I honestly think that was the mistake right there. Yeah, seven. I get, I get, I get making like two or three changes. I get that, but you want to keep that nucleus playing. You want to keep them performing. Um, I do believe Anthony Robinson and, and Sergino Des were one of those guys, one of those, one of those seven that was switched out. I think it was, um, I think I know for sure she killed more. Um, I don't know who was on the left. Maybe Anthony Robinson was playing, but, um, uh, you know, like you got to build continuity with the players. Obviously, I feel more and more as I watch Sergino Des and Anthony Robinson playing on, on, uh, you know, as, as left back and full and right back, uh, pairing. I feel more and more confident with them. I think that they play, obviously they're going to go up in front and try to help with the attack, but they do come back and defend. Maybe not so much Regino, but more so with Anthony Robinson. Um, they're not perfect, but I think, you know, give them time to work together and also work with the wingers that they're going to have. Um, these could be some really good uh, fullbacks to have for this team. Uh, more and more, I feel like Matt Turner is our guy. Um, I, obviously he's, He's playing regularly for his club, which is the New England Revolution. Um, no offense to Zach Steffen, but the fact is, you know, you haven't really been playing that much. Yeah. Um, and, and I mean, that that does that does count for something. Ethan Horvath, uh, I don't think he's getting much starts either in his club. So I mean, Matt Turner is the man in form because, well, he's playing, and you know, he looked obviously he he got the shot in Jamaica. They did lose to Panama. I mean, it was off of a set piece. It, you know, it was one of the, I don't think it was necessarily on Matt Turner for that goal. It was just a combination of just everybody not, not marking their guy. Um, but you know, it, it was a one nothing win. Um, you, you know, the possession was 50 50, very even. And, uh, US had five, a total of five shots. Not one was on target. So the attack wasn't there, but probably just because of the fact you made seven substitutions. So there was no, Real chemistry going into this game, and honestly, ironically enough, the one player that probably should have been taken out of this game was Paul Ariola, who played a full game against Jamaica, and yeah. then ends up playing a game against Panama. Um, which we know how Greg Berhalter loves his guy, like his specific guys. Obviously, we're talking about Paul Ariola, you know, uh, uh, Sebastian Legette. No offense, to Sebastian Legette, but let's face it, 
Um, there's better midfielders. <laughs> uh, hopefully this doesn't hurt our chances of trying to get Sebastian Legette over for interview at some <laughs> point. But, but, you know, like, he, is he good? Yes. But as a, you know, with the talent that the U.S. have at midfield, I want to see probably a little bit more of Eunice Munza. I probably want to see Weston McKinney and Tyler Adams and, and Eunice Munza build that, that, you know, that connection with, with all three of them. Cause I feel like that's your midfield right there is them. Or, you know, obviously we would love to see, uh, Grell Berhalter use a 10, but I don't think that's going to happen. Cause I would have loved to see Gio Reyna once he's healthy, obviously, but see yeah. Gio Reyna at that number 10 spot. Um, cause we see what he does with, with, uh, Borussia Dortmund. So, you know, you would definitely love to see him do that with maybe a Ricardo Pepe up top. And then obviously having Christian Pulisic and whoever plays on the right. Um, you know, see what, what Gio, Gio Reyna could really do with that team. But I mean, one, you yeah, know, obviously they lose to Panama one nothing in Panama. Um, you're expected to win your home games, but you need to be able to get those results on the road. Yeah. I mean, big time because, uh, with, uh, with the Panama game, honestly, um, uh, I, I was surprised. I mean, honestly, I, I was really surprised. Um, maybe, maybe just like how they probably took it, like too easy. I was thinking the same thing. Maybe I was like, oh, well, you know, um, like I, I guess it was, um, I, I had overconfidence. Maybe that's, maybe that's why the substitutions were done because of the overconfidence of like, well, we got this team on the rubs kind of feel, even though they really didn't. They were really struggling. Um, but they were like, I guess maybe these substitutions will help out. Uh, it's nothing for the bad. It will end up in a tie. Maybe that's how they felt, you know, with the Panama game. Um, and it's just, it's just the overconfidence probably took over. Um, the whole switching of, of subs took over, like where... Everybody was basically okay. Let me go ahead and try to find my spot, kind of stuff. Or they were just, I guess it was a just how you said, like that goal happened, a set piece. It was just a whole different uh, contributing factors. It wasn't just the goalie. It was basically everybody that was just out of out of it. Like it was, um, it was. I guess they were like, it's the end of the match, and they're not going to score. They, I think that's how they felt, like overconfident a little. No, oh, yeah. So, so, but yeah, so they end up losing to Panama one to nothing. Um, which obviously this is when we started hearing all the criticism of Greg Brohalser. Yeah. And then here, the, the last game of this, of this World Cup qualifiers, uh, well, not of this, of the, at least of this break, um, is, uh, going to Columbus and taking on Costa Rica, which was a 2-1 win. Started off a little shaky. Um, Zach Steffen was a goalkeeper. Um, obviously, I think they were just surprised, got scored on. Uh, a lot of people were saying that they felt Matt Turner would have made that stop. I mean, the one thing I'll say about Zach Steph, I don't know why he came out of the box like he did, but tried to head a ball out and then, you know, obviously rushing himself back to try to, you know, get back to between the sticks. But I just, there were some questionable things that Zach Steph did. Obviously, he adjusted as the game progressed, but... um and then obviously, you know, the U.S. ended up winning this game two to one. Um, possession was 64% for the U.S. And, um, well, the, there was two goals scored, a golazo by Sergino Des, which obviously you love to see. Um, you want to see Sergino be able to do well. Um, you know, especially with all that, you know, all that's come, comes up with it, all the hype that has come with Sergino Des, obviously 
choosing the U.S. men's national team over the you know the Dutch national team, the yeah. fact that you know he 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 is playing for Barcelona, um, you know all those things that you you want to hear, you know you would hope that you're gonna see this kid uh, live up to it, even as a right back, but you definitely want to see him live up to those expectations. And I mean, he scores a golazo, a beautiful goal, uh, gets them back, you know, gets them back in the game, and then um, in the 66 minute you have. Timothy Weah, which I'm gonna say it's a goal. I hate that they call it, they counted it as an own goal, but that's a goal. It was a goal. Like anywhere else, I feel like we count we'll count that as a goal for Timothy Weah. But um, you know, they counted it as an own goal. Um, I believe Keller not Keller Navas was at, ended up being subbed off. Uh, I don't know what happened, but he ended up getting subbed off, and then Morea takes over as goalkeeper. Um, I, I feel for Morea. I really do. I feel for that guy. Yeah. He, he just, things just don't work out for him. And it doesn't help that, you know, obviously the, 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 the goal, the guy for, for Costa Rica is obviously Killer Navas. But yeah, there's a lot of pressure for him. But, but yeah, Timothy Way, um, obviously Edward knows this is a guy that I, I'm, I'm very high on. I think he, he, he had, you know, obviously there's a lot of hype with him, obviously being that he was originally with PSG. Obviously now he's with Lil, but. You know what? It's a good win for the U.S. A big, two, a good two-one win. Um, the, the the thing that I found very interesting on this one was uh, this was the more talented roster, I think you would say, from from this World Cup qualifiers. <laughs> um, and honestly, Timothy Ware wasn't going to start. It was actually going to be Paul Ariola again, but then Paul Ariola got an injury, and then Timothy Timothy Ware ends up being put out there to play on the right on the right wing. Um, but like I said, the interesting part was just the fact that we had. The, the more talented roster you had, so Gino Des and, and Anthony Robinson, you know, at fullback. Um, I believe this, the center back pairing was Chris Richards and, uh, can't, uh, I gotta look at, the, gotta look at the roster, uh, the lineup for that game. Let me see. I look it over. Yeah. So, um, let me see the lineup. All right. Oh yeah. So yeah. So Gino Des, Miles Robinson, and Chris Richards. You know. So Chris Richards and Miles Robinson was the center back pairing. Yeah. Tyler Adams, Weston McKinney, Eunice Moonsa in the midfield. Timothy Weah, Ricardo Pepe, and Brandon Aronson as your as your front three. So like I said, you you went out and brought in your you you. This was your more obviously clearly the more talented lineup. This was where you went at, and obviously the substitutions you made. You brought in Walker Zimmerman, uh, Yazzie Zardes. Um, Take that for what you want. We got to see John Luca Busio, uh, you know, playing as well. We saw Matthew Hoppy and DeAndre yeah, Yellen yeah. also made an appearance. Uh, but uh, I think this this one, this one for sure was was the more talented uh, roster for uh, lineup for the U.S. men's national team. Yeah. At least in my opinion, when you look at the other call ups, because I mean, you know, for the other ones, I felt like you had a combination of like you know the guys that you know. Brohalter usually tend to have some favoritism with, um, but you know you still had the talent, obviously. But I think that that, that last one was definitely the the more talented U.S. men's national team. Um, so I feel like you know obviously the pressure was on Greg Brohalter. He's like, man, I can't, I can't, I gotta win the next one. So then he goes out there and puts out the guys that we believe have a lot of talent. Yeah. And guess what? They they prevailed. <laughs> so. So, but uh, how do you feel about that Costa Rica game, Edward? 
I mean, that's actually, that was, I think, uh, so to me, in my eyes, I felt like the Costa Rica game was going to be more, more difficult than Panama. Um, but it, yeah, I'm not saying that, oh, Costa Rica was a lot easier than Panama. No, no, they had the 5 4. I mean, they were down one to nothing. They, yeah. So they had the 5 4 at hardcore. Um, so, I mean, it's just um, basically, uh, I guess you could say, I really. When I saw that they got scored on so quickly, I was just like, "Oh man!" Like I was like, "Not again!" Like I felt that 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 I felt that. Please don't let them lose. It's like that. Let them be able to qualify. Let them. I was like, I want to see them in the next World Cup. Damn it! <laughs> That's how I felt. And uh, but they they pulled the win, and it was it was actually really scrappy. It was a scrappy win. Like they they scrapped it. They 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 were those. Um, Everybody did think USA was going to win, but it was not a very comfortable win uh, as we would want it to be. Um, but I, 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 I mean, with, with it being like obviously, because this was the youngest yeah. lineup for, for, for the US. So, I mean, there's going to be some growing pains, but I think obviously the talent is there. I think sometimes that's going to help prevail with them, at least for right now. Once they start getting some continuity together, once they start, you know, you, you want to see Weston McKinney out there. You want to see Tyler Adams out there. You want to see Eunice Moonson. You want to see Brendan Aronson. You want to see Ricardo. At this, at least for right now, Ricardo Pepe until you figure out who, who, what exactly the striker position is for the U.S. men's national team. Right. Um, you know, I kind of want to see a little bit more from Matthew Hoppy. I feel, I feel kind of disappointed that we, we got very little Matthew Hoppy in this call up. Uh, I wanted to see a little bit more. I wanted to see more Hoppy, um, Timothy, a little bit more from Timothy Way. I wanted to see some more of him. I think uh, the, the big issue is just kind of like moving on from the guys that Greg Berhalter tends to like to bring with him, and obviously that's referring to. Now I like Pariola. I have no problem with Pariola getting called up, but um, you know, like by I don't want to see Christian roll down anymore. <laughs> no offense Damn. to him, but. I, you know, like, let's bring out, like, if we're going to bring guys, like, because Christian Roldan isn't going to play that much. So let's go, let's, let's start building these guys that we know for sure are going to be playing, like a Eunice Moon. So, like, um, I mean, I think once we, once Gio Reyna is healthy, we'll probably not see Christian Roldan. But I mean, for the meantime, you know, I definitely want to see a little bit more. Um, the goalkeeper position, I feel more like, more and more, I feel more confident in saying that I think Matt Turner deserves to be the number one goalkeeper. Yeah. Like as right now, it's just the fact that he is the guy. I'm, he is the guy that's actually playing for his team. Like no, once again, no offense to Zach Stefan and to and to um, and to Ethan Horvath, but if you're not playing, I mean, it doesn't matter if you're playing in Europe. Like you're in the bench, you're not getting regular minutes. You're not you're not getting to see the field. Um, whereas Matt Turner, even though it's in the MLS, take forever, say whatever you want to say about the MLS, but I'd rather have a guy that's playing right now, getting regular minutes to keep coming and representing our, our country's lineup. Yeah. I mean, you're right about that, honestly. So. Yeah. And then once again, the striker position, I still, I still have questions for it, but I do like what I'm seeing from Ricardo Pepe. Definitely want to see a little bit more from him. Um, but more and more, I'm starting to think that Ricardo Pepe is probably the guy uh, for the U.S. men's national team. 
I can see that too. And uh, uh, I'll, I'll ask, I'll, I'll leave this one for you. How do you feel? Should, how do you feel about Greg Berhalter right now? Obviously, they're in a in a good in a good situation, right? You know, obviously they're in the qualify, like they're in the automatic qualification spot. Yeah. I mean, would you? Obviously, a lot of people would would want them to be in first place, but honestly, for me, it's just get in that qual, get in that qual, automatic qualification spot. As long as they're not in that fourth place spot where they have to pl- do that playing game, yeah, I'm good with it. Just get into, just get to the World Cup. I I can care less whether you finish third or second. First would be amazing, but as long as you get that automatic qualification spot, that's all I need. Yeah, but I mean, but uh, how do you feel right now with Greg Berhalter? I mean, obviously, do you feel his? Do you feel essentially? I'm saying is, do you feel his job is safe? I feel like his job is safe right now. I, 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 I feel confident, you know, with him, especially after these three games. I do feel confident. There's still there's still some little tweaking to do, just small amounts here and there. I mean, but like you said, most of it's already pretty much set. And I, I do I do agree with uh, with being with Barbara Halter. Wow. No, yeah, um, yeah. I'm right now. I do believe Greg Berhalter's job is safe, um, though he he's got a you know. He's he's gonna have to prepare for for the next uh, international break, which is in November, because um, he's got a big one. <laughs> that, let's let's not let's not kid around. Obviously, this is the rivalry. You got Mexico. That's the first game you're playing. So, oh yeah, he's got to make sure he does his due diligence and and make sure he can he can once again top over Tata Martino. Yeah, you know that's so. and that's a task on uh, that's a big hefty task just on its own. Yeah, I mean, just that one yeah, game. He's, 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 he's been able to he's been able to get the upper hand on Tata Martino lately, but this is a World Cup qualifier, man. Yeah, Mexico looks looks pretty good. I mean, he had they had a battle with El Salvador, um, but they, you know they're undefeated. You know they haven't lost a game. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what we'll we'll see what happens in in that call up. Hopefully, uh, unfortunately, there will not be Gio Reyna. Just because of, you know, he's he's still trying to recover from his hamstring injury, yep. so it looks like he's probably not going to be part of the November call-ups. Um, but hopefully, we can see Christian Pulisic, because um, you know, we definitely want to see how this full U.S. men's national team is going to look like. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to go ahead and take a break, and then you guys, uh, we're gonna, you guys are going to hear an ad, and we'll get going with game recaps. Hector, are you listening to music? No, I am not listening to music. I'm listening to my audiobook on Audible. What's Audible? Audible allows you to listen to a large library of audiobooks at your convenience. What if I'm not sure about Audible? Well, you can start a 30-day free trial when you use the link audibletrial.com slash podcast. Not only do you get the experience on Audible, but you'll also be supporting Insert Name FC. I'm going to start my free trial right now. And we are back once again. Link is in the bio of our Instagram and Twitter at Insert Name FC. You can find all our partners as well as how you can listen to us. And of course, 
um, Belly Up's website and our merchandise store. So make sure you guys go ahead and check all that good stuff out. All right, Edward, games to recap. What is your game to recap? All right, so my game to recap is actually um, going back to La Liga and can't really pass this opportunity up because, for one, it's 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 a it's a change in their current or in their current run. So Barcelona versus Valencia, they actually won three to one, um, and Barcelona had sixty percent of the possession. So, you know, I was shot 12 to 9. And uh, there was 29 fouls in the game in total. So it, it was a dirty game. You know, kind of like dirty, dirty horror. Oh, no, no. It's a dirty, dirty game. <laughs> and, uh, Jesus Christ, I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to liven things up a little bit, even though it was 29 fouls. You know, but... But yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was pretty bad. Um, I think what uh, in total five yellow cards. So I think the players that got yellow cards was Busquets and Gavi, Gomez, Gaia, and Fulkier. Wow, that's a <laughs> that's a mess of name. But the goals came from uh, Jose, Jose Gaia. Which I like him as a left back. I honestly thought that that's probably somebody that um, Barcelona should have invested in. Um, Ansu Fati and Memphis Dubai. So, and Philippe Coutinho on the 85th minute. So that's, I mean, it, it kind of, it kind of helps out, kind of helps out. So, no, yeah, obviously, this is a much needed win for Barcelona. Oh, yeah. Um, but how do you feel about Sergino Des starting at right wing? At right wing, dude, I don't know, man. Like honestly, I was tripping. I was like, man, what's going on? I was like, but it's like, I guess you could say it's like he can do that dual, that double kind of thing. Like mm-hmm. he could be the right winger, he could be attacking, he could be defending. I mean, essentially, a right back is a right winger. It's just that they play on more on the defensive end. Yeah. But, but do you, do you, I, I want to say that they, they, they're trying to, I guess they're trying to show a little bit of like uh, loyalty and playtime to Sergio Roberto. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why. I think, I think that's what's going on. Uh, maybe he was like unsettled and that, you know, hey, you know, this kid is starting over me in this game. And I feel like it's one of those uh, potential pretty good matches that could make us, you know... Basically, either, you're saying he's, he pulled a FIFA on you. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> I think they were like, oh, yeah, sure. Like, let me I think mean, about except, it. Except Sergio ahead. Roberto isn't a isn't a 62 rated rated goalkeeper that, that says like, hey, boss, I know that this game is very important, but, you know, I think yeah, I should no, go out there. No, and if, anything, if anything, he's like, I hope you're not supposed to bench me, boss, because this game is really important, but he's actually like a... I don't know, like a 80 overall, and he's one of the important players. Not a not a crucial, but the important player. And then that's where that's where Sergio Roberto was like, Yeah, boss, so what's it gonna be? And he's like, I got you, fam. No worries. Freaking push Sergino Des as a right winger. <laughs> I mean it worked. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> Shit, I mean, it worked. Shoot. I mean with that, but, but honestly, yeah, no. with that speed, how can it not? Yeah, so very interesting. Very interesting indeed. 
Yeah. All right, but what's your game to recap, bro? Just like you. I mean, whenever when whenever this occasion happens, I need to take full advantage of it. <laughs> I mean, yours is probably more frequent than this one, but uh, the Houston Dynamo end up beating first place in the Western Conference, wow. Seattle Sounders, two wow. to one, and, and it was honestly just. Uh, a, a, you know, just a really shocking of a game. Obviously, not many people had uh, expected the Houston Dynamo to to beat Seattle, um, including myself. <laughs> and uh, they went ahead and got it done, man. They got, uh, I mean, they got hot early in the game and, and scored two goals, two really good goals. Um, you know, they and they were able to hold off. And uh, I mean, yeah, they gave up a goal, but I mean, we're able to hold off and. And no, no final minute goals, no last minute goals that they usually give up. I mean, the Dynamo played really well in this game, and um, so I mean, they, you know, Seattle had fifty eight percent of the possession, um, so you could kind of get an idea that Dynamo were probably defending a little bit more. Yeah. Um, in this game, uh, Houston outshot uh, the Seattle Sounders thirteen to eleven. I know Edward that I, in the copy I sent you says one, but that was a that was a, that was a typo. <laughs> typo. Um, but I mean, the player to really highlight in this game was. Darwin Quintero, which I don't, I, I still don't understand how early in the season, uh, Darwin Quintero does not play, um, for some weird reason. And, uh, once Matt Jordan gets fired, um, you know, he starts playing and look, 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 he's scoring goals. Not only is he scoring a goal, but he's providing it, uh, an assist as well, um, which was the goal to Maxi Oruti, which was, I, which was the first goal of this game. Um, and then obviously Darwin Quintero doing just some crazy, just crazy chops. Um, open, gives himself some space to score a goal for himself. Um, just having a real good game for himself. But imagine how, what, what, how this Dynamo team would have looked like attack wise with Darren Quintero, uh, playing. So, um, he's definitely looking, looking like who we thought he was going to be when they brought him, when they brought him over last season. Um, so it's a shame that, you know, now he's playing, but at least, you know, now we know it's, you know, that he's, that what he can do when he plays. Yeah. Um, and, and basically, it's like what you're saying is if they would have fired Matt Jordan a longer time ago, this would happen. I mean, well, I, I guess obviously if if Darren Quintero was playing from the beginning, and, and I mean, I'm not I'm not saying that Dynamo were going to win every single game that Darren Quintero was going to play, but, but they would have had he, a higher team. Uh, there was definitely a clear spark on the attack when he's on the field. There's there's a difference. Um, unfortunately, Memo Rodriguez hasn't looked like what I was hoping he was going to look like so far. He's kind of, kind of went MIA. Um, but yeah, no. And uh, yeah, well, I mean, at the same time, though, had he stayed, would, would have Matt Jordan's job been a little bit safer? Who knows? So, I mean, you know, I guess what, what was that? That was that quote from Michael Scott. Sometimes the, the means justify the, the, the 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 means some say justify the the ends. Think it was. Dang, it's gonna kill me that I can't I can't quote this. <laughs> Let's see, Michael Scott. Yeah, this, I am doing this. <laughs> uh, I'm really doing this. Sometimes. Some. Sometimes I tuck myself. What? Wait, what? Did you just... What? 
but sometimes the ends justify the mean. <laughs> That's um, what it was. Sometimes the end justify the means. I thought the quote yeah. was the original quote was sometimes the means justify the end or something like that. Yeah, that's what it means. But obviously, Michael Scott doesn't quote anything, right? Right. <laughs> but, but yeah, so I mean, you know, so I mean, Matt Jordan's gal. So I mean, at least there's that. But um, it's gonna be interesting what happens with the Dynamo. Obviously, uh, somehow I think they're still in playoff contention, which I don't. It's like a really, 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 really like slim. Yeah, like super slim uh, chance that they can make it, but I mean, it's like uh, you know, it's something, but but I mean, obviously, we know the the Dynamo season is really going to go. Um, they do have a game on Wednesday against the LA Galaxy, which obviously by the time this episode drops, it's it's already going to be played. Um, so either I'm I'm depressed or well, probably not because I really have no expectations from the Dynamo right now, but you know. They get this win. It's a big win. Obviously, this like stunned everybody because obviously no one expected the Dynamo to beat the Seattle Sounders. Uh, once again, including myself. But you know, here we are. Dynamo ended up beating Seattle uh, two to one, and I'm glad they did. Because yeah, I'm glad they did. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah. But yeah. So all right, Edward, players of the week. Who's your player of the week? All right. So my player of the week is drum roll, please, because. It is once again Erling Haaland who scores two goals in Borussia's three to one win against Mainz. 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 I love that team. <laughs> what about what the, you love saying the name of that team? Yeah. What about you? Who's your player of the week? You don't want to explain a little bit more about, about Erling Haaland? <laughs> well, I mean he scored two goals in Borussia Dortmund's three one win. He's a freaking cyborg. He's a machine. Okay. All right. Well, that was like lesson, but okay. <laughs> All right. So my my player of the week is Roberto Firmino for the first time on this podcast. Um, he scores a hat trick in Liverpool's five nothing win against Watford. Um, obviously, this game was uh, <laughs> Claudio Reyner's return to the English Premier League. Just probably not the best way to return to the Premier League, <laughs> but. Uh, obviously, because you know the former manager of Leicester City, the one, the the guy that uh, was part of that team that that won the English Premier League, the upset the French guy, of the century. Um, yeah, Rainer, Roger Rainer. Yeah. I, I, I just said. <laughs> well, no, it's because when, when I heard you say you said Rainer, Claudio Rainer, I was like, uh, I was like thinking the US guy. I was like, no, I was like Claudio Rainier. <laughs> oh, okay. I hate you sometimes, Edward. <laughs> nah, you don't. Or else you wouldn't. You and wouldn't, he's not French, he's Italian. No, you wouldn't put up with my shenanigans. And he's also Italian. Ah, there you go. Rainieri. Rainieri. No, it's Rainieri. Yeah. All right. R-A-N-I-E-R-I. He's 69 years old. Nice. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, uh, Claudio Renieri's return as the manager of Watford and he gets selected by Liverpool, um, which is much of very much an alpha move by, by uh, Jurgen Klopp was like, you know, giving him a big hug saying, welcome back to the Premier League. And then uh, I'm going to go ahead and proceed to kick the living shit out of your team. 
enjoy enjoy the championship. <laughs> that's exactly what he. That's basically the message that yeah. was given. Uh, not really. That that wasn't really the message, but that was kind of like what the message felt. What it felt like exactly. Um, but yeah, no. But Roberto Firmino scores a hat trick. Um, you know, it was a really good game in general for for Liverpool. Uh, but you know, obviously Roberto Firmino. People tend to forget about this guy, yeah. Um, especially with these rumors of like Liverpool want to go get Mbappe or or Holland, and then you and then Roberto Firmino is just like, hey man, what am I, chopped liver? <laughs> and um, well, you know, good good uh, overall uh, game for you know complete game for Roberto Firmino. Obviously, you score a hat trick, deserves to be recognized. So yeah, so congratulations to Erling Haaland and Roberto Firmino for being our players of the week. And because of that, now Erling Haaland is in first place of our our battle for the Roosevelt Spencer's Player of the Year Award, um, the illustrious Player of the Year Award. So good, so great that we've named it after our great, our great, great producer, Roosevelt Spencer. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Erling Haaland is now in the lead. Um, behind him is is, is still. Uh, is still uh, Robert Lewandowski, um, which I'm sure we're probably going to pick him at some point again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised. I thought this was going to be the this was actually going to be uh, Lewandowski's week for for Edward, being that you know he had the game he had with, again. But um, hey, you know, obviously his his dormant bias kicks in. Yeah, my my Dortmund mentality kicked in. Yeah, but I mean. Respectfully so, he did have a good game. So, and I mean, along with Lewandowski having a good game, Narby also scored two goals as well. So, I mean, you know, it would have been definitely a hard one to pick which one who you wanted to pick for that one. Yeah. But yeah, so congratulations to Erling Haaland and Roberto Firmino for play, being our players of the week. All right, we have another great weekend of games uh, to look forward to um, as we go on with this great year of soccer, Edward. And we'll kick things off with the MLS. We have the Seattle Sounders taking on Sporting Kansas City um, and the Columbus crew taking on the New York Red Bulls. You know, we, we mentioned playoff contention. Well, you know, we're definitely near near the end of the MLS season and uh, the playoffs are, are really close by and, uh, you know, get ready because, you know, we will be Definitely doing a, a preview for the for the MLS playoffs. Um, definitely try to invite you know try to get something going with with Andrew and um, Eli Lesser to kind of preview the MLS playoffs, which will be November twentieth. So even though we're still kind of ways to go, but we are now kind of going closer to that home stretch of the MLS season. So now you know there's there's a lot more pressure trying to get into that. Those those seven spots in the Eastern Western Conference, so you can at least get your ticket into the playoffs. So it's going to be a really exciting, Edward. Uh, so I'm sure you're really excited about the MLS Cup playoffs. Hell yeah! All right, and in the NWSL, there's only one game this weekend, and that is Kansas City versus Gotham FC. Gotham. Yep, and I mean, obviously, once again, Carly Lloyd, get enjoy as much games as you can because obviously, Carly Lloyd is retiring this season. After the season, she's gonna you know hang it up. So make sure you get as much 
Carly Lloyd as you can before it's over. And then obviously she probably become a pundit or something. Um, you know, either we'll see her on ESPN or Fox Sports or, or maybe she, she goes into, you know, being a general manager. You know, I'm sure anybody would love to have her, have her eye for the game, uh, you know, working with her, working with her. Or maybe she's a manager, you know, so. Yeah. I mean, how do you feel, Edward? <laughs> I mean, it, how, what, where, where, where would you want to see Carly Lloyd? I mean, so do you think she would be able to make that leap from a player and instantly into a manager, or she could be like a trainer, like a, like a small, uh, co- like a coach for like certain, you know, um, strikers or anything like that? Well, I mean, obviously, ideally, she would, it would be, it would be nice for her to like kind of gradually, you know, get used to being a manager. So, I mean, you know, being an assistant for somebody, I don't, I, I wouldn't know right now who, um, I don't know, maybe with the U.S. men's national team, depending on how our relationship is with, with the person, with the manager of the U.S. women's national team, or, uh, maybe I can see her as like, hmm. I mean, with her IQ, I, I, I think with her name, it would be so good to have her like as an analyst. Yeah. But especially with her knowledge, I mean, CBS has like been, Really quick on getting some of these U.S. men's national team players. Obviously, you know they have uh, Onyewu, they have they have uh, Maurice Idu, they have you know uh, obviously Davies, and then obviously Clint Dempsey. Um, so it would be interesting to see if they you know go and get themselves a Carly Lloyd um, to like really spice things up for CBS because you know trying to get people to to sign up for Paramount Plus. And so <laughs> I mean, like, hey, look, we got we got Carly Lloyd. <laughs> true, true. So I mean, so it could it could be an approach for them, and then obviously Paramount Plus also has the NWSL. So now now you can have do some shows with Carlo, not only talking NWSL, but also bring her in for those international games, not just women's international games, but also you know obviously for the men's competition because you know she has that IQ and she that 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 IQ doesn't isn't just for women's soccer; it's for soccer in general. Yeah, so I would say true. I think I would like to see her as a as a as an analyst. That'd be pretty cool. Yep. She's got the name for it. I mean, she that that'll get people to to watch like whatever whatever broadcast just to see Carly Lloyd spit some knowledge. Spit some knowledge. Yeah. All right, man. In Liga MX, we have America versus Tigres. So. Um, a Piojo revenge game. A Piojo revenge game. Yeah, Piojo. You know, yeah. manager of Tigres. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm former manager of America. Yeah, he's facing his former team. <laughs> well, what do you what do you think? I just said it was a, a Piojo revenge game. No, no, no. But what do you who do you think is going to win on that one? Uh. I don't know why. It seems like a tie. <laughs> oh, okay. okay. <laughs> it seems like a tie to me. <laughs> all right. All right. What, do you, what do you think? I think Piojo's going to go in there, but I think he's, he wants his revenge. But of course, I think he's going to go in there with a the calm mentality. So he may not just go in there guns a blaze. He's going to be smart about it. Okay. So that way, if, if he wins, he can rub it in their nose. If he loses, he'll be like, well, you know, I went in there all calm and stuff. 
he'll he'll try to play it up, but more than likely he will be mad. He'll be he'll be mad. But it, for for a man like Bioho to to hide his emotions, it's really hard. <laughs> it's like he's yeah, not one no. to hide his emotions. So yeah, yeah. You can honestly just just on a on a gif on a gif search. Um, you can just put Bioho and and you'll see. So many, so many. Yeah, P I O J O, right? Yoho. Yoho, yeah. Yeah, so just just put that on a gift search and let let it just take the journey. <laughs> and then the other game is Puebla versus Leon. Uh Puebla looking actually really good this season so far. Um, you know, speak talking about how the MLS is kind of going near their near the end of their uh season. You know, Liga MX, you know, they're, you know, they're not that far off either. You know, they're, they're going into match day 14. Um, you know, they're, they're almost, they're almost at their end and, and they're going to have to start getting ready for playoffs as well. So, so yeah, so we're going to be pretty busy. Yeah, we're yes, sir. Pretty busy, pretty, pretty busy. So. Yeah. So, I mean, Yep, so that's going to be fun. Fun indeed. Fun indeed. Indeed. Indubitably. What's the end of the All word? right. I don't know. All right. In, all right, anyways, in Ligun, we have RCL versus PSG. The big rivalry. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what the rivalry is called. I remember this, this is one of like the one of our early episodes. We, we talked about how that, that, that fight that broke out. Yeah. <laughs> the player. Uh, versus PSG. Uh, Le Classique. That's what it's called. Le Classique. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, Le Classique will be coming this weekend. And then uh, the other game I have is Stade de Nice versus uh, Strasbourg. They look really good. They actually look pretty good so far this season, uh, at least as of recently. Mm-hmm. Um. So, and obviously, Stalin and I was the team that upset against PSG. So, I want to check out what 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 was it that they had that could pull, pull that upset against PSG. Um. So yeah. So that's from League One in the Bundesliga. We have Hertha Berlin versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. Um. I think that's going to be a really good matchup. Um. Both teams are kind of finding some form. So definitely keep an eye on that one. And the next, the other game is Bayern Munich versus Hoffenheim. Uh, this team, this game, this game could could either be a big blow for for Bayern Munich or it could be really close because Hoffenheim is it came to play. So we'll yeah. see what happens. <laughs> Maybe this is the game that Edward picks Robert Lewandowski as his player of the week. Maybe who knows? Who knows? <laughs> In the Serie A, we have Roma versus Napoli. And Inter Milan versus Juventus. Ooh, that one's going to be good. Yep, yep, it's going to be really good. Inter Milan's definitely surprising some people because everyone counted these guys out a long time ago. <laughs> um, especially, obviously, because you lost your manager. Um, you end up losing your best player. It's very fair to say as to why you had no faith in this team. But you know what? They still do have some quality players. 
uh, Filippo and Zaghi is making a lot of people eat their words. So that's kind of what you want to see, right? <laughs> well, I guess if you're a Juventus fan, you probably don't want that. But, but hey, you know, that's what's going to make the game interesting. Yeah. <laughs> All right. In La Liga, we have Atletico Madrid versus Real Sociedad. And another singing bet is oh, on the line. man. I knew you were going to bring what? I was like, I knew you were going to bring it up. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to mention every time there's a singing bed in place. Yeah, true. And, well, and a singing bed is on the line as it is El Clasico Real Madrid versus Barcelona. It is a big one, obviously, because obviously it's the biggest rivalry in all of European soccer. No one can, no one come at me. It is the biggest rivalry. I don't care. Shut up. No one cares. What you think? Barcelona-Real Madrid is the biggest rivalry in the game. Don't try to disagree with me. It's a fact. Look it up. Damn. But yeah, and obviously me and Edward were best friends, but we both, we, we each root for the other team. Um, obviously the other team being Barcelona. <laughs> Are both teams perfect? No. No. Far from it right now. <laughs> Not even close. Far from it, bro. One one is dealing with massive debt. The other one just couldn't manage to get in popping. So <laughs> I like how that's that's the that's the fault on that one. And they, they couldn't they couldn't get Sergio they couldn't keep Sergio Ramos. But as of right now, well even PSG hasn't gotten Sergio Ramos. <laughs> so because <laughs> of health reasons, but so I mean Huh. Win, I guess, point Perez. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Barcelona versus Real Madrid, big one of the biggest rivalries in all of, of soccer. Um, so you, all eyes are going to be on this game. You, if you have been, if you've been on Fubo TV or just anywhere in general, you've seen the hype for this game, and it's because of the fact that it is just one of the biggest rivalries in this in this game that we have. Um, so definitely going to be exciting. Hopefully, Real Madrid ends up winning. Because uh, I need some points in the standings for the singing bed. Because right now I'm dead last, and I don't want to be dead last. <laughs> so, you know, Edward could be dead last. No, 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 no. It's no. okay. It's okay. It's not that bad. You could just sing two. You could just t- sing two no, more songs. I don't. I really. I should not be dead last. There should no, 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 no. I, I think Hector should be dead last. Nah, I, the only thing I feel like is just not fair is just that Spencer is like leading the pack right now. <laughs> I don't feel like it's fair because he chose the, the, the basically like the first places of all the freaking leagues. Juventus is in the first place. Well, they are the potential, sir. Borussia Dortmund is in first place. Well, damn it. Manchester City was in first place. Well, okay, it's Manchester City. Come on, now. really? Oh no! They did win. They did win. Yeah, the they win the. They win the league. And then Atletico well, Madrid. Borussia Dortmund is in first place. I know, but still, it's like <laughs> the potential. <laughs> okay, okay, all right. Whatever you have to tell yourself. All right. In the English Premier League, we have West Ham United taking on Tottenham, and the red rivalry: Manchester United versus Liverpool. Ooh, yeah, that was going to be hella good. So, not as big as El Clasico, but it's it's a a big one. The thing is, it's kind of like, okay, Manchester United is going to be coming off of 
a loss where you didn't think they were going to get lost, and then Liverpool's coming off of a huge win. So it's like uh, either, okay, we're going to go ahead and just keep stomping people for Liverpool. Yeah, but one, one side you're playing against Leicester City, and the other side is playing Watford. <laughs> yeah, but still. They're I mean, both diff- they're definitely, there's a difficulty uh, difference there. I feel like, oh, so what are you saying? That uh, Liverpool was playing FIFA on easy, on amateur, and and Manchester United was playing on professional? Is that what's going on? Well, mm, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. So, I, I feel like, man, you had the harder matchup. All right. I'm on your side. Why are you mad? I know, I know, I know. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> okay, then. Okay. Okay, Liverpool's going to destroy you. There no. you go. Happy. Is that what you wanted me to say? No. You're getting Roberto Firmino scores another hat trick. <laughs> what you want me to do? I don't know what you want, man. <laughs> Anyways, all right. So those are the games coming up this weekend. I think you'll definitely enjoy um, for sure. I mean, I'm going to enjoy them. So, especially a classical. Um, so, yeah. So, we're going to go ahead and take another break. You guys are going to hear another ad, and we'll get going with three up, a three down. Hey, it's Hector. Yo, this is Edward. And we, we are, are Insert Name FC. FC. Listen to us discuss news, recaps, and preview games from across the world of soccer. Catch us on unhingedsn.com on Fridays at 12 p.m. Eastern Time. We will see, see you there. there. And we are back. All right, Edward, three up, three down. And today's topic is childhood games, Squid Game Edition. So obviously, for those of you who don't understand Squid Game, if you guys have, if you guys been living under a rock or you guys don't tempt the temptation of having people tell you to watch a show on Netflix, um, Squid Game is essentially a TV show from Korea, um, where you have people that are completely and utterly in deep debt, um, playing in all, you know, high stakes series of games, which are childhood based, um, to get a huge prize, you know, for the winner. Or they may, you know, what the thing I didn't get is that they made you believe that each winner was going to get this amount, but then you kind of like, well, this doesn't make sense because there's only going to be one winner. Yeah. I mean, on the, on the, like, yeah, especially like games like Squid Games. I mean, uh, there's various games that we used to play when we were kids that was like team based or at least like double. I wasn't talking about that, but I'm talking about like, cause you know how like, uh, well, okay, kind of, kind of a spoiler here. When every time somebody died, like, you know how they like update like the, the number of uh, participants that they had and then they showed how much everybody was going to get because, you know, from the share of the money. I don't now. I don't see the point of that because obviously at the end you were still going to have a winner. True. Okay. Like I just, this is not. It just kind of hit me right there. But anyways, so essentially, childhood games, obviously games that we played as when we were children, um, that we would in a Squid Game a situation, we either feel confident we would do well in, or we probably don't feel confident, which means we we both would probably be dead. <laughs> because of not being able to play well. Um, so, yeah. So, I'm going to go first. Spencer didn't send me his, so uh, I'll go first, and then Edward's going to go. Um, once again, it's just basic childhood games. 
Edward, do you want to start with the three up or do you want to start with the three down? We can do three down first and then we'll move from three, three up. All right. Three down. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, Jax. Okay. I can see so, that. That was the game, right? With the with the ball and the with the ball the, and the little the, spikes or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to play that game. So I mean, I I remember playing it a few times. I, I remember you just bounce it and you try to grab and then balance it. Like you try to grab, I guess as much as you can while while the ball's in the air, something like that. I, I just know I wouldn't be good at it, and so yeah, I'm pretty, pretty sure I would lose on that one. Yeah. So 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 that's that's there's 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 my number three. Number two, um, I'm gonna go ahead and say. Any type of tag, I mean, not the not the fastest person out there, mm-hmm. and so so yeah, I, I definitely think that would definitely be a disadvantage for me. I was never really that good at tag, anyways. So <laughs> tag definitely would be my was number two, and uh, number one would be double dutch. Double dutch, oh the the the, the jump rope, yeah, with with two jump ropes, mm. yeah. Yeah, I was no, not 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 can't do it. So I can barely do one jumping jack with, with one with one. I can only I can barely wait no jump rope. I can barely do one jump rope. So two is definitely a tolling task. Okay, so let me see. Um, I mean, hmm. What I'm trying to think is like, okay, so back in elementary school, we had the jump ropes that had the little plastic things, little roller things. I guess it made the rope not stick to the ground so it would roll. But have you ever tried doing that with like actual, just a jump rope, like an actual jump rope? Yeah. Which one do you prefer if you had to do? Uh, I don't think it really matters. Okay. I mean, so when I was getting ready for, like, when I was training for the Marines, like, I was, I was using a jump rope, like, just the basic, you know, the basic wire jump rope one. I mean, to to help work my my stamina, I guess. But um, no, I mean, I don't think it really has a makes a difference. Just as long as one that works for my height, I guess yeah. that's all that really matters. Cause I hated doing that whole like rolling, you know, you know how you had to like roll the jump rope enough so you had like a, you know, your length. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like you had to roll that was kind of annoying. Or like double, double tied around your hands. Yeah. So that was kind of annoying. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah, you're right. That was horrible. Um, all right. So uh, I could see some of those games. I could see some of those games being. Yeah, like that. Um, so should I go? Yep. Yeah. All that's, right. That's how it works. Okay. <laughs> so my three down is number three. It was um, what was that crap called? We we played it like a couple of times, and it was just so. It, I, I think we only played it like a couple of times because after that nobody wanted to play because it, it just sucked. Everybody thought it was tennis. But we would play outside in uh, in playground. Um, fuck, badminton. There you go, badminton. That that just it was just the freaking little ass ball with feathers and shit. Everybody would just 
And literally, come on, we're little kids. We see the little ball, we're going to try to smack the shit out of it and it's going to go way over. It's not going to go all soft and stuff. No, we're going to shoot the shit out of it. You know, like, and they made us play that. And they're like, no, you got to go softer and slower. We would go softer, it wouldn't go over. Then we would go soft and try to get it over, it still wouldn't go over. And then we'd be like, okay, you know what? We just rocked the crap out of it. And that's how we play. I think that's the reason why we only play like two times. But yeah, badminton. That was, that was just, ugh. It's a boring, horrible game. Did not like it. Did not like it. All right. All right, number two, Duck, Duck, Goose. Remember that one? Okay. Well, okay, so I didn't like it because I hated, uh, whenever it was like, uh, think about it, I was always a small kid. I was a small kid. So even compared to you, I was considered like, if I was like a, your grade or even lower, that's how small I was. I don't know if you remember that. Um, but yeah, so whenever like the big kid would always be like, duck, 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 and he'd like see me, he'd be like, goose, smack, top of the head. And I'm over here like, oh crap, I gotta get up and try to catch him and run around in the circle and stuff like that. Yeah, that was never, that was never my forte. Um, but yeah, duck, duck, goose, and then getting smacked in the head, of course. And yeah. But that was never my forte. Um, let's see. Um, the other one that I number my number one is um, what was that? What was that game I used to play? Um, what was that game we used to play? Um, do you, Do you remember that game? Um, it, it was like I guess it was called a hopscotch, but they would do they would make us do a race. Like they would put us in two lines, and then they'd do the two hopscotch thingies, and then make us go backwards and forwards. But like as soon as you would finish your side, the person that was next after you would go, and so it was a race. Like uh, I'm talking about like doing like a relay, but with like hopscotch. Yeah. I've never played that. I never, I never did. I never did. Uh, I never liked hopscotch just in general. So when anybody does play that, that shit is just come on, dude. Like I was always like, let me go last because look, I, I think it's stupid. Like, I didn't, I didn't like it to begin with, you know. So I just, man. it's not really much. It's just you know, from what I remember playing hopscotch, I remember you like you grab a rock and you throw it, and wherever you land. One, you got to, you know, obviously if it's just one space, you can only have one foot. If it's, there's two, then you obviously use both. Yeah, see, I didn't, I didn't know all that shit, so I just did. And then I believe, so wherever the rock landed, like, like say if it's like on a, on, on just a square, you would have to, on one foot, reach down and grab the rock and then finish the rest of the, of the, of the course. Probably why I didn't, probably why I didn't like it. It just doesn't sound appealing to me. I, I never did that. I this never is, this that is hopping. I just never, I never followed those rules. No wonder. Okay, now I understand. No wonder they always told me like, okay, gotta go back. I was like to the end of the line. I was like, what? I was like, all right, whatever. Like, I just, I get pissed. Like, oh, I <laughs> okay. Never I never, I never understood the concept of the game. Honestly, 
yeah. This is kind of eye opening. I never knew that you didn't know how to play hopscotch. Well, I mean, dude, I was like, you think I never fucking knew this shit? Like, we would only play in the playgrounds. And then whenever they made us do games like that, I was like, ah, oh, crap. I was like, I knew how to play freaking uh, freeze tag and all the other stuff, but not that shit. Mm. Yeah. Well, I, learned, all right, then. I learned later, like, like freaking middle school, like, whenever. Uh, anybody would be like, oh, you didn't know how to play hopscotch? Well, and then I was like, oh, never mind. All right, then. Yeah. All right, so what's your top three, bro? All right, at number three, I'm going to start things off with wall ball. Oh, nice. Um, this is kind of more like middle school years. Yeah, um, I was I was good at that shit, especially if I dropped it. What so was it, what, it, was it, what was what was that shit we would say whenever it was like super far back and be like no no steps no something or other spot oh spot uh, and spot. Like, spot and then if you can call spit spit. If you call spit, then you have to like spit as far as you, like you would take your spit and see how far you can go. And if it lands like wherever it lands, that's where you gotta like throw it from. This is where you gotta throw it from. Mm, that's not bad. Yeah, but the thing is, like, if you if you if you called it no spot, supposedly like it was like a lot of times they changed the rules where it was like if they called spot before you even got the ball, it was like doesn't count. I haven't gotten the ball yet. And then as soon as you picked it up, like so everybody's like spot, 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 or you're like, no spot, no spot. Yeah. They're like, okay. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. So yeah, that was the game in middle school. I remember like before school started, like we'd all be over by the basketball courts. And you just see like this group of kids just playing wall ball. Well, you know, obviously there was kids playing basketball too. But it there was, was like this group of kids. Thing, but the thing is by the basketball, by the basketball hoops, it wasn't too bad because the ball the wall itself was it had the chain link fence close to it. So I never went far. But if you went to, um, if you threw, but if you threw it at an angle, yeah, that was like, that was the issue. No, man, it's still the the best place to play it was. Uh, you remember where like this little science area on the outside was? Yeah, by I guess by the gym, but um, to the front, that was mm-hmm. the best place to play it because it was so open. So it's like, and then sometimes it would even go towards like where the buses and the, and the school faculties would park that. That that was always the best place because sometimes you would have to shoot it or throw it or either drop it and run and then just try to touch the wall before anybody tried to spike you with it. But yeah, that was the best place to me to play it there because it was so open and the angles were so wide and you could actually put more people in there playing it in the back. Yeah. But, yeah. All right. What's your second one? <laughs> uh, my second one is um, hide and seek. Hide and seek. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember when we, were, we used to play hide and seek when we were kids. I actually tended to be really good at it. Like, you guys would end up having to, like, you guys would have to give up on trying to find me. And then, like, you guys would be, like, asking me to like, come out so I can. So they can keep playing another round. That rap. wasn't me. That was your cousins. I know. I'm like, I know but where he's out, but I never, but I never said it because, because uh, the point was like, you know, if if they found you, you technically were supposed to help them find you. But then, I never said 
anything about trying to find you. I would just be like quiet and be like, I don't know where he's at. And even though I probably knew where you were at, I knew your freaking hind spot if I remember it, but I don't. It was actually behind the TV. Yeah. Oh, in your room, right? No. Oh, no. In the living room. Oh, the remember big my, screen. Yeah, the big screen TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like, yeah. It, had that, it, it, was, it was cornered. It was cornered, so it had a lot of space in the back. Yeah, there's a lot of space in the back. Yeah. And then like, I was, at that time, because I was a kid, so I was like, short enough so like, no one could see me. And so I just, be, I just be chilling in the back. Yeah, and I remember. I remember what was funny was uh my dad. My dad was pretty hammered at one time, and he actually walked over and he like looked over at me. He's like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm playing hide and seek." And he's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> he's like, "You want some food?" <laughs> wow. It was funny too because I think he was like laughing, like how oh, everybody's trying to look for me, and he's like, "Oh, they can't find." <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. So hide and seek would definitely be uh, my number two. And uh, number one, um, this is where it starts getting a little tricky. Um, but I had to be like really confident. So like, I, I, like even, like, even though I I feel confident in those games, I feel like it, it would, uh, it, I, you know, it would, I'd still probably have like, at least there's like a slim chance that I would not make it. Um, uh, no, yeah, no, I, I got it. Number one would be Red Rover. Red Rover. I never, I never knew that one, so I can't really say. But. So Red Rover was essentially uh, a game where you had two teams. Not, oh yeah, you had two teams, and um, uh, you know they they would they would be from a distance. They'll, they'll like spread apart from. They'll like be in two lines in a distance, holding you know holding hands. And, you know, obviously you'd be like Red Rover, Red Rover, send Edward right over. And so you, what you would have to do is you'd have to run and try to break one of, you know, you, you had to break one of the links. So obviously like oh. people holding hand. Well, so you would have to break that. If you're able to break it, then from those two people that you broke, you could, you take one of them and bring it over to your team. But if you're unable to break it, then you join that team and you kept going until obviously there was there was nobody on the other side. Well yeah with your fat ass who the fuck break that shit. <laughs> I'm just fucking with you dog. <laughs> that was kinda hurtful. <laughs> okay. I'm just fucking with you dog. You know that. Yeah, uh, so that game I would be very confident in well, doing you know, well in. Well you know you know with my scrawny ass I my dumb ass would probably land on the floor. And you would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right, what's your three up? Uh, so my three up is actually dodgeball, number three. That was around my middle school time. Um, at first, I didn't like it, but then I got good at it. So then then that's when I was like really good at dodging and at throwing. So then I, I would end up being like, I was in the, uh, the seventh grade team. And then the, it was funny because I don't know if you remember, they had the good team and they had like the middle, middle tier teams. And then they had the team where nobody wanted to be a part of. So they would put like 10 people together because those were the people that didn't want to participate. So from what I remembered on the, on the dodgeball teams, there was the team of the, 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 the team that the, the, the guys the, that were like the on the football, football players, team, basketball, soccer. Yeah. Also, yeah. 
So you have a team of the athletes, and then there was a team of the of the wannabe cholos. Because <laughs> uh, I mean, obviously they weren't clicked in yet. So, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, like the the the, the guys that are trying to join join the gang life. Um, the 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 eighth graders, the seventh graders, the sixth graders, um, just some randomly assembled team. Like, hey, you want like you want to join my team? Like the the the, the actual underdogs of the <laughs> like like the guys that are just like, hey man, you want to you want to play on my team? And like, oh yeah, cool. All right, well, this is our team. Even though like none of them know each other. I mean, aside from just no, being on the same gym class, no. no. That is not that is not the case that happened to me. There was no the, those teams. No, listen, team? the teams, asshole. Uh, <laughs> there's and then there's that random group of friends that like hey, let's play together. Um, the guys that skipped <laughs> that skipped to go to uh, to go to PE class to play dodgeball. <laughs> that was a group. Right? Are you not? Are you saying that wasn't a group? I'm. I'm just saying right. And then there was the group of kids that didn't want to play. They kind of like, because, you know, obviously, like, if it's your turn, you have to, like, slide, slide, yeah, you're sliding on the benches so that your, your team's turn to play. And then, and obviously, if you're not in that group of lines, then you just kind of go to the side and not, not play. And then, you know, obviously, co- coaches weren't cool about that. So they would just have them all play on one team and then just have them go up against the team that was, because obviously, the, the way that we played was king of the hill. So if you were, if you won your game, you stayed on and you kept going till you lost. Yep. So, I've I've had I've had those gym classes where my team stayed there almost the whole, we we stayed the whole day. Yeah, it was funny because after after our team, we were we were a bunch of randos, but then we ended up like playing together, I guess, and then we, that's how we became friends. We ended up beating the athletic team, and everybody I still remember when that happened. Everybody was excited and threw and every and all the athletic people were like, nah, coach, that wasn't out, that wasn't out. And then the coach was like, go sit down, go sit at the end of the line. Everybody, when they went to go sit at the end of the line, everybody started laughing at them and stuff, and they were just cussing and stuff. And everybody was like, I'm gonna beat your ass. Like they were they were they were like so pissed off. And then they came around again. By that time we were tired because we were like took on everybody, and then they they had just you know calmed down. So we were like, ah damn, this is gonna suck. I still remember uh, it was pretty epic because at that one, I was the last one alive, you know. And then this, at this time, I don't think we were playing with uh, with that rule where if you catch the ball, your player comes in. No, we didn't, we didn't have that rule. So whenever I would catch the ball, I just blocked the rest of them. And then uh, we were playing with like the really soft foamy balls, not even the rubber yeah. balls, but the really soft foamy ones. Those are always fun to play with. Like those are badass. But then. It was me against three of them. And I ended up somehow taking them all out. And I was like, oh, man, I was tired. I was like, and it was right before fifth or sixth period. I can't remember. That was actually the best game I ever had. Then after that, it was just normal that we would always win or we were always like second place uh, around that day or something. It was, it was fun. I, that's So dodgeball was my number two for sure. And then uh, my number one. My number one has to be tag. Any version of freeze tag or just tag. I always like So one, one of the games that I think I would do poorly in. <laughs> See, I didn't think about that. I just knew I was good at it. I was like, whether I was the one that was it, I would always catch somebody. And then, you know, it would take me like maybe like a few, few, few seconds. 
And then after that, I'd run off and run as far in a straight line as fast as I could. If I felt that that dude was about to catch me, I'd like take a turn through the playground and fucking jump through the slides and shit. Then he can catch me. That's how small I was. But yeah, I was like, that number one would be tagged. Okay. Yeah. All right, guys. So that's the show. Want to give a shout out to the Belly Up Podcast Network. You can check their website at www.bellyupsports.com. There's a great, great list of blogs that are on there. Um, we actually um, give you guys a, a little preview for next week. Um, we're actually going to have a, an interview with the, the writer for uh for belly of uh, belly of podcast network that does that covers soccer um uh I, you know i read his article i was like man i got to bring this kid over uh you know we got to bring him over and and have him on on the show and that is uh james kim so we're going to have james kim on uh next week uh to, to you know talk about his 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 life of playing soccer and of course um, you know, have him talk about, you know, the, the, his, his views on the game, right. Uh, this, this season. So get ready for that. It's going to be really cool. I'm really excited for that for not only for, for the show, but not, for, not only for the podcast, but to, you know, put his stuff out there and, you know, see what, all the great writing that he's been doing for, for belly up. So, um, so get ready for that one. Um, also, um, also shout out to the unhinged radio powered by belly up. So unhinged. Unhinged Sports Network is still a still a thing. Unhinged is still our. We still have our identity, but we are now with the help of Belly Up. So we still have the radio, the twenty four hour coverage, but it's also going to feature some of the great programs that Belly Up also has to offer. So check out their Twitter at Radio Unhinged, so you know who's available, and obviously catch us when we're live on for our debuts, which is Fridays at twelve p.m. Central Time. On um, once again on Radio Unhinged, and also you can go to unhingedsn.airtime.pro um, that can, that's where also you can hear us as well when we're live. Also, shout out to Alejandra Gomez and her company ANG Graphics for the creation of the Insert Name FC logo. We, we love Alejandra. She you does great things for us. Yep. And you can follow her on Instagram at a.g.graphics with an X. Once again, at a.g.graphics with an X. And of course, shout out to our guy the you know the guy that does everything for us he makes our beats he does all our karaoke stuff he made me sound somewhat decent more decent than what I that should be for for the journey rendition um and that is Roosevelt Spencer he is our producer he just does everything for us we appreciate him if you guys are trying to start a podcast or just you know a youtube channel anything that requires like a nice cool intro for for your show well hit up spencer he did such a great job with us. Uh, he's going to do some really great work for some other podcasts as well. Why don't you go ahead and hit him up to see what he can do for you as well. Follow him on Instagram at that guy dope. Once again, at that guy dope. That's episode 59. Catch us next week for episode 60. Take care, guys.
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.